Maybe. And not that I'm worried. About, not that I'm worried about you, Lauren, uh, but more about myself. We also try not to cuss too much on the podcast, just to let you know. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Clint's had to beat me more than once. Maybe have you have you had to beat me yet? I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't I don't think like it hasn't ever been a problem recording, as far as I know. Oh. If I could live my life the way I do this podcast, I'd be in such better shape. I'm really thinking about uh, leaving this in because it is recording that little bit there. I think we might just leave that in. So oh, if you've thanks. heard that, yeah, welcome to the World's Okayest <laughs> Mountain Bike Podcast. Well, we are super re- professional. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I started recording before Kyle knew it, which I should probably do every week. Um, but tonight, it's uh, Ryan couldn't make it tonight, but that's okay because we have a better guest anyway. We have with us Lauren Pointer, who admittedly, I don't really know. Uh, I know of. I think you and Kyle know each other. Are, are acquaintances? I don't know. But uh, we right, do so know. Okay, so we, go ahead. We're, we've been internet friends for a while. We've also been whiskey shopping together. That's also very important. Yes. Oh, gosh. You've had to suffer <laughs> through that? Hey, yeah, I know all about that. Clinton has Clinton has had to suffer through some whiskey searching in our in our road trips uh, a couple times now I think. They don't like it's yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, but con- so are continue, you, Clinton. Are you a whiskey hunter? Like you're you you don't just want to buy some. Are you are you like Kyle where it's like you've got specific bottles in mind and you're on the hunt for the collectible. That's your that's your deal. Okay. Always. Well, all I know is last time Kyle and I went to Arkansas together, <laughs> we hit at least five or six stores before we ever got to ride. Like, I didn't know if we were ever going to get, it's like, uh, to we, be, are we going to ride bicycles this trip? Okay, I'm not that bad. Bikes over, no, no. for sure. It was a three-day mountain bike trip, and this this was this was morning hunting after a day of riding the, the day before. Yeah, but we stopped on the so way. We, we, yeah, we stopped on the way. Oh, you're right. We did. We definitely probably hit one on the way down. I'm sure we did. If we got in the vehicle. We stopped. <laughs> that, that's how it was. And I came home with like sw- six very sweet bottles from that trip. Well, I don't know a whole lot about that, but I do know Lauren, we got Lauren to come on the podcast because she is, as I understand it, a record holder. Is this correct? She's smiling yeah. like she is. Yeah. Don't mow my lawn too much here, Clinton. Uh, maybe I should let Kyle take the lead, but <laughs> what's most impressive at this point in time is she is sitting in a squat rack. Uh, I can see in the background. She's got a home home gym set up. Yep. I had that at one time, and I realized about myself, I'm too much of a social butterfly. I couldn't do it. Like, I hated just being in my basement and it's always the same temperature and it's kind of dark and cold <laughs> and I, and there's nobody there to talk to. I sold all my equipment and got a gym membership and I was like, I just, I don't even talk to people at the gym hardly, but it's just something about being in the, the bright environment gym and other people being around. I, See, it's not about working out. It's it's not about working out. It's about being seen no, working. Now out. wait a second. Don't <laughs> don't don't make me put me in the category of you when it comes. 
when we go riding, when we go racing, Kyle goes and mostly races his mouth, see how many people he can talk to. I still work out. I do the workout. I don't work out. I don't care who, I just, it's just, I need the, there's just something about getting out of your house, going to the gym, they've got all the stuff, and no, okay, Lauren's shaking her head now. So Lauren, I, I need to just let you speak for yourself. Why don't you tell us, and uh, don't be shy about how awesome you are. So go, go ahead, tell us how awesome you are. Where? I'm not that awesome. I just like right, so we'll, bikes a lot. <laughs> we'll discover that. So, all right. So here I got, this is a pretty formal uh, questionnaire, I guess you can say, uh, just because Clinton, uh, Clinton doesn't know you as well as I do. And I've got a couple of fun questions in here, but so let's start with, so how long have you been actively riding bikes? Uh, like, on and off. Like, yeah. Like when did you switch, switch from like being like a person who owned a bike to a person that like pursued cycling? You know what I mean? Like as like a thing that you enjoyed on purpose. Uh, well, I started riding when I was 15 because I had stress fractures from running. So I was into it for a few years. Then I kind of figured out that I needed to do other things to make my stress fractures go away and keep my legs stronger. So I kind of fell off the bandwagon for a while. And then I think about five or six years ago, I got a new road bike and just kind of hit it hard. <laughs> So you got into cycling through road riding uh, first. That was like your first yeah. discipline, if you will, I guess. Yep. Gotcha. And, and so you uh, remind me, where did where did you where are you from? Uh, well, all over, kind of, but uh, went to high school in O'Fallon, Missouri. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then ended up in Columbia somehow. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Um. All right. So when did you make the shift from like being a 15 year old with a bike? to or and like it'd be like writing weekly per se to like pursuing like a high level of writing like, like for clinton you know people that don't know like you you ride a lot of miles and you ride a lot of bikes all the time so like when did that when did that transition happen from being like a person who rides to like a person who chases and pursues high level cycling about four or five years ago i had a, a co-worker who saw my strava and was like you're, you're kind of fast. You should probably join a team. And I was like, oh, okay. So, oh man, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my call from an enduro team. I'm just waiting. <laughs> Clinton, you got recruited. This bro. is a dream. You got recruited by through people seeing your Strava times. That is impressive though. That's wildly impressive. So, and that was when, and you, so you, you can throw a shout out. So is that was that when you joined uh, Big Tree at that point? Yes, it was. Okay, what's Big gotcha. Tree? Where, where are they? Where are they? Big from? Tree Cycling is a a team or club technically, I guess, here in Columbia. It's a bunch of cool dudes that I ride a lot with. Okay. Like so, ride for so and stuff. At this point in the pod, folks, she gets into mountain biking at some point. So don't you know? Yeah. yeah. We have, hey, don't hey, worry. We're... We haven't turned into the world's okayest road bike podcast. We're getting there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Lauren, this is definitely a mountain bike podcast. However, there's a lot of interesting stuff here, and this is why I wanted to get. Through. So, you, so you went from being a casual rider to somebody who is pursuing like a lot of riding to uh, literally getting recruited to ride for a team based on your Strava times and miles. So that's impressive. So what brings me to my next question then is: so as of today, November fourth, how many miles do you have for the year? I am 16 shy of 10k for the year. 
Now, is that road, gravel, mountain, or just yeah. road? All. All the above. So you're at 10,000 10, miles in barely 11 months. Yep. That's insane. So, all right. So then how ha- – so has, like, the pandemic, like, this year, like, has 2020 improved? Like, has that helped your writing career, you think, or hurt you more? What do you think? Uh, I think it's helped because I was off work basically from March until August. So all I did was ride pretty much. Oh, my gosh. That I, sounds awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> 10,000 miles. I, I can't even – I can't fathom being on a bike that much. I wonder what that, what does that translate to for hours? I, that's okay. I, you might know I that off been, the top of your head. Maybe you don't. I, I don't, don't know. But I bet Strava knows. That's it. But you could pull it up. So I don't even have 10,000 miles. I, so we ho- we have four cars at this house. I, I drive three of them fairly regularly. I don't have 10,000 miles on all of my cars combined for the year yet. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. That So you have, you're just shy of 10K in 11 months. I think Hannah and I were, Figure we she just got a vehicle. We were figuring up, trying to figure out how many miles a year we put on vehicles. It was somewhere maybe around twelve to fifteen in a heavy year on in our cars. <laughs> and you do that right. on a bike. I can't. I'm just it's trying to. Six hundred and fifty-five hours so far too. All right, so. So here, let's let's do some more math. I, I I saw Clinton had his calculator out real quick. So let's do some more math here. So let's figure out. So you're going to be you're ten thousand miles at yeah. at three hundred and eight days so far this year. So you so far, with like rain, sleet, snow, fever, cold, COVID, you are thirty two miles a day average. That's insane. <laughs> and you know what? That would almost be. I mean, it'd still be insane. Don't get me wrong. If that was all road bike, it would be insane, but it would be less insane. But I know some of that with, I'm sure, a significant chunk of that being mountain and gravel. Yeah, do you have uh, any idea, like, what percentage-wise? Are you 50% road, you think, or more? Uh, probably, uh, probably 50% road, I guess. Okay. Still 5,000 miles Maybe on mountain bikes. 50. That's nuts. That's awesome. That's incredible. So, all right, so let's bring this kind of full circle to uh, the Katy Trail. So was that, when you started 2020, did you, like, did the Katy Trail have a target on its back from Lauren Pointer? Like, was that your goal to chase that down? Or was that kind of an accidental, like, maybe I could do this kind of thing? How did did that come to fruition? Well, Well, I always wanted to do it since I was 15 and riding on the trail a little bit. I always wanted to do it, but I didn't know that at that age that people rode that far in one time. So I figured it'd be a multi-day kind of thing. But since the DK, when I did that, that was 200 miles. It's like, okay, that's a doable got. I have to interrupt. I'm sorry, but we're burying the lead a little bit because Kyle just says the Katy Trail thing. Uh, We have not established (laughs) what the Katy Trail thing is. So could could you tell us what it is you did that is the Katy Trail thing? I did the entire Katy Trail from Clinton, Missouri to Macon in one day. Which Not is- even just one day. It was like 14 hours or something like that, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how many, okay. So ask, her, Clinton, ask, her, ask her what her average was and, and then ask her how many miles it was. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> 
since Kyle told me to, how many miles <laughs> of riding is that, and how long did it take you? It was uh, 240 miles at 16.1 miles per hour. And this what? is all, and it's all gravel, correct? Yeah. Like, well, Katie yeah. Trail gravel. That's not real Katie gravel. Trail gravel. Okay, so yeah, not, yeah. I guess it's a little smoother, probably. Yeah. But you rode. I'm trying to remember. For, you rode for 240 mi- miles, averaging over 16 miles an hour. I can't even do a 20 mile road ride at that pace. I'm struggling to hit 16 at a 20 mile road ride. I mean, that doesn't say a lot about me, but that's wild. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we got it. We've got to dig into this. So this something I've been curious about. You you rode from Clinton, Missouri to where did you end? Macon's. 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 So you went from west to east. Yes. Correct. I know Clinton's out there west somewhere. Uh, one time I played Xbox with the mayor of Clinton. Random. I don't. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So w- was there a particular reason you rode that direction? Is it to hope that the wind is at your back? Better chance with the jet stream, or is it just you wanted to end? I guess go ahead and take us into like the the planning or yeah the, the preparation and why you chose that direction and kind of how you set up. You know. Did you have anyone helping you? Just just go through the whole thing. Tell, tell us everything. <laughs> so I went that direction because my parents live in O'Fallon, so it would be easy to, when you get to the end of the trail, just to go to their house and basically die. Uh, so <laughs> I did it on the day that the DK was supposed to be, and, you know, I've been training for that. That was 200 miles, but a lot more elevation, so I figured I'm 40 assuming more that's miles. a... Is that a road race or a gravel, a gravel race? Race. The DK. Where? What's that stand for? Dirty Kansas. Oh, I've heard of this from some <laughs> other podcasts. No, that's I like a high to... level. That, that's like a pro level, high level invite only gravel race. That's a big. Yeah, deal. I've heard of this from like the the Fazcat <laughs> podcast. What's that? It's not invite only. Oh, it isn't. Is it? Is it I, no. Pretty much. What am I thinking of then? I thought that, I, I was thinking that was invite only. You, Kyle. It's. By random draw that you get in. Okay, right, right, but it, but it's still a limited selection process. Like yeah. it's not like you can't, not everybody can enter that race. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Keep going. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, so my mom is the one that helped me. She, she's the one that made it take so long to get from end to end because she was my SAG support and she could not find like half the trailheads. And I'd have to call her and my dad would have to track her on her phone and try and figure out where the heck she was and try and get her to a trailhead. Wait, are you are you implying you could have done this faster? I mean, what it you took, did. OK, so my moving time was 1450 something, but my total time was like 18 something because I was sitting there waiting for my mother half the time. <laughs> are we gonna do this again like, go, like, do go mom that's awesome go mom that is awesome but do do you want to do it again i mean i i'm considering it what if you so, had a crew of a couple idiots with a podcast <laughs> trying to find your trailheads i mean you <laughs> just like a fast car picture just see her thing was is that her turn by turn directions were being too vague Okay. <laughs> so, I think you guys might be smart enough to figure Well, that. no, let's not insult. She's done it once. Now that she knows where to go, you know. She, right. You won't remember? 
She's jerk. I'm just saying, like, you to me you're implying that you could do you could do better. I mean Well so that that was that was kind of my next question actually, because like so not only did she do that in that time at that pace, but you were also the first woman to ever do that. I mean, right? Yeah. That, 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 there's no, been anybody. An, yeah, there's never been another female. If there's another one out there, go ahead and stand up and let's yeah. talk about it. But <laughs> but and, and even then, even out of all the riders ever to do it, I mean, do you think it's in like the triple digits, like in the hundreds or like in the in like the double digits? Like, like is it 40 people to ever do that? Um, it's not a whole lot. It might be less than 40. Okay. So that's, so here's my question then. So do you think now, uh, that like having that and having that, like, you know, having that flag is, is that, is that put a target on your back? I mean, have you heard other people saying like about another girl that wants to beat your time or anything? I haven't heard of any other girls, but I've had several guys tell me that I've inspired them to do it. And I've had several, several friends do it since I've done it. That's well, awesome. Yeah, who who else did it? Somebody else did it from the shop. I can't remember who it is uh, though. Joe, I forget. It was Joe, Kaywin. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, another friend from St. Louis did it too. Was that Todd Donaghy? No, uh, and it's another Joe. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Something I love about this is that you actually were supposed to do a different race. Like this wasn't at least the way you're describing it, maybe this is wrong, but it feels like you're, you were like, well, I was going to do this one race. It didn't happen. So I'll just go do this instead. Um, it doesn't feel like it has the buildup. Of course, you're always training. So whoop de doo I guess, but, um, <laughs> it was like three weeks before I did it that I decided I was going to do it. Is that all that it was? Even better. Just three well, weeks. Yeah. Lauren, okay, if, I, so here, if so, I decided today I was going to do the BT Epic next year, it would be like the biggest deal for the next, you know, the next 11 months. I'd be talking about how I'm tr- training to do this one <laughs> race that like tons of people do that don't really even ride that much. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's all you'd hear about from me. So, yeah, so three weeks is, is, is a pretty wild thing. So, like, what did you, I, I'm always curious because my diet is terrible and I do not train. I don't race. I like, I, Clinton hates it because every, every race is every time we ride, it's a training ride for Clinton and it's a slap high fives at the bottom for Kyle. So <laughs> like, what did, did you, did your diet change in that three week period? Or did you kind of just stay on track with what you normally do? And then what did you eat the night before you did it? Uh, well, I'm a super obnoxiously picky eater. So <laughs> my diet is probably worse than that of a five-year-old. <laughs> but when I you ride that, it's about a four-year-old. So let's compare. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. when you ride, when you ride average, uh, you know, 32 miles a day, you can probably get away with eating a lot of calories. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even remember what I ate for dinner the night before, but I did bring donuts for breakfast. <laughs> where right, so that was, all of all the nights for ryan not to be on this podcast i know i know oh, so clinton, clinton yeah. is a is, is a is a high sugar like proponent clinton is a is a little sponsored by little debbie is what we call it at the races well okay let's clarify something here and lauren will probably back me up on this because i bet she knows more about it than i do <clears throat> what ryan what kyle's alluding to is I do not recommend people eat sugar when they're training because they'll gain weight unless they're riding 32 miles a day, then they'd probably be fine. So I, I don't, I don't 
promote sugar as a healthy food thing to eat a lot of in general. However, specifically for enduro racing, which is, um, well, shoot, even our bikes are heavy. So sometimes just getting to the top of the hill, even if you're trying to go slow, is a pretty high level effort for people like me. But when we race our stages, our short stages that are two to five minute long in the Midwest, it's like 100% all out effort, zone five heart rate, like maximum, you know, threshold, whatever. You're you're on the. It's like running the 400 and. It's like yeah, running the 400 in track. It's a, it's, it's a quarter a mile. It's, it's like a quarter mile. It's like it's a, yeah. it's it's grueling. It's too long to be on like an on the toes sprint, but you need to be. <laughs> yeah, it, that's the kind of racing it is. It's like BMX but extended. At least in the Midwest, it is now. This is changing a little bit with some stuff we're building, but uh, from what I have learned, in I listen to a lot of trainer podcasts and stuff. Now I don't take, I don't do everything they say, obviously, but is that when you're at that zone of effort, like that maximum effort, all you've got, that your body cannot burn. Um, it's not using complex carbohydrates or body, definitely not fat or really, or maybe a little bit of protein at that level. It's what it needs is like the simplest sugars possible. Like that's what your brain needs in that moment. And so like on an enduro race day, like you take, you know, your snacks are going to be much higher sugar, very simple, that sort of thing. Um, which Ryan and I like argue about all the time. Uh, Ryan's coming around. He's coming around. He just needs to break a few more bones and he'll be all the way there. <laughs> I, I, I have argued that Ryan has hurt himself because of brain fade because he didn't have enough sugar in his body. <laughs> That's why he crashed. Sorry, this is really your podcast, and we're I'm doing a horrible job of <laughs> of letting you tell us. But you know, like Kyle said, you ate donuts for breakfast, which I think is great. So you set out on your ride. Tell us. So first of all, tell us your equipment. Tell us what you keep with you on the bike, and then what what were you getting or or getting from your mom uh, at the stops along the way? Yeah. So. Uh... On the bike, I had three bottles of grape Gatorade because that's all I like to drink. Um, <laughs> and then I had uh, just a ton of uh, untapped maple syrup and honey stinger gummies and some okay. goo waffles. And uh, I actually have a nutrition coach because of how terrible I am about eating. So <laughs> he told me awesome. to to do 200 calories every hour and drink every five miles. And that's what I did. Uh, okay. My mom had some more substantial food. Like she got me Chick-fil-A when we got around Columbia and nice. she had like protein shakes and princess goldfish because they're the best kind of goldfish. <laughs> like, like the, goldfish, awesome. the, snack, the snack cracker that my, yeah. my four year old had tonight before bed. Okay, good. Just yeah. making sure we're on the same page. And they're pink because they're princess. I can't t- wait to tell my wife, like, well, this girl that did all this long ride, she's super picky too, Hannah. <laughs> my family, I've, I have literally said this at holidays, like, you know what I want for my birthday this year or Christmas this year? I want to eat whatever I want to eat without any of you at the table saying, why aren't you eating this? Or why aren't you trying that? I have, those words have come out of my mouth 
non-sarcastically before. So <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I'm a fan. Keep keep going. Yeah. So and then I'd refill Gatorade. She had some cherry cokes with her and. Man, soda even. Oh Holy yeah. Cow. Gotta have that phosphoric acid, Kyle. Oh that yeah. Wakes up, wakes up the digestive system. That that keeps you going. And uh, so. I mean, I, I, not, like I, not like I don't drink soda. I just wouldn't think that it would be part of a, a 240 mile record setting ride. <laughs> uh, there was four. You, you're giving me hope. Keep go. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> so uh, on on the bike, I had my well, my bike is a Trek Checkpoint SL7, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. A bar bag with all the Do you stuff. have it? Do you have it there? I mean, people listening won't be able to see it, but. Uh, well, no, here, just go to uh, go okay. check out her uh, check out her check out her Instagram page because her Instagram page you update her Instagram page like daily with different rides and stuff, so it's actually a pretty good page to follow. Um, recently changed your name. What is your what is your name on Instagram now? It is Hella Miles. <laughs> gonna add that right now. Which is yep. what my sweatshirt Hella says. If you can't read that. There you go. Yeah, Hella Miles, and then it's like Hella dot Miles, right? Yeah. There okay. you go. So everybody listening, give give Lauren a follow. Check her out. She does all the best uh, daily ride updates. Like my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I just did. So all right. I follow. do have a a reel saved from the Katy Trail on there, so you can see the adventure. Oh, cool. Okay. So all right. Uh, so you so ride, you finish, you're exhausted. How, what, like, what did, like, do you remember doing anything after you finished at all? Like, do you remember the car ride home? Oh, yeah. Well, my mom had been with me until about mile, I think, 200, and then my dad took over. And so when I got to the end, I got in the car with him, and I just, I couldn't move anything. So when we got, Back to my parents' house. I couldn't get out of the car for a good minute. <laughs> my mom comes up next to me and she's crying because she's so proud. And she's Aww. like trying to help me out of the car. And I'm like, don't touch me. I'm going to cramp if I move or, <laughs> you know. And so all I wanted to do was shower and go to bed. And all my mother wanted to do was hug me and tell me how proud she was. And I was just like, I love oh, you too, but leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, it's such such a mom thing too. Oh yeah. All right. That's awesome. So, uh, that's great and all. I'm just kidding. It really is. That's amazing. Um, but I know now. I know for sure because I'm was just scrolling through your Instagram. Uh, you do some mountain biking too. I do. Uh, so when did we when did we start the when did we get off the roads and the gravel paths? Uh. What, once you get out of flat bars, r- drop bar bikes don't count. Nobody, nobody <laughs> likes drop bar bikes. Flat bars are busts. I believe welcome, welcome to the podcast. two years ago that I borrowed a friend's mountain bike to do a ride with some ladies in Columbia, and Where'd I you? loved it. What? Where'd you ride in Columbia? Where was your first ride in Columbia? Uh, oh, it was actually in Jeff City at Binder. Ah, Binder. That's a good one. Love Binder. One of my so, favorite trails ever is in Columbia. That's why I asked. Rockbridge. Rockbridge. I love Rockbridge. <laughs> I, it's not that it's not that good of a trail, but man, I love it. 
every time I post a picture of a mountain bike, Kyle's always like, is that Rock Bridge? I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's the best. Clinton knows Rock Bridge. Clinton, Clinton went to Mizzou, too, so he spent some time in Columbia as well. But I, I think I might have ridden a small part of it one time because I wasn't a mountain biker then. Like, I had... I had a really, really terrible mountain bike like my freshman year, sold that, and got what I thought was an awesome dirt jump bike. Turns out I didn't know, like, because compared to what I was on, it was amazing, and we'd go to, like, the dual slalom track, and I'm like, this is so much better, but now I look at it, I gave it to one of my nephews. It's like a small 2005 Fuji Panic Air that probably weighs, like, 35 pounds. And I get on it now. I'm like, I don't know how I rode this without dying. How did I ride this bike? Um, Nothing about it was right for like for what I wanted to do. But after that, (laughs) I didn't I didn't really get into mountain biking till 2017, late 26, probably maybe 2016. Um, So I'm not but I was into motocross forever before that. So, like, I understand the two wheeled thing. Um, Clint, nobody cares about you. Anyway, <laughs> we're here to talk about Lauren. So you've gotten into when did you start racing cross country, and how how many cross country races have you done? Uh, or I guess endurance or whatever they call those I long ones. I just started racing, uh, I guess in August or September, whenever the ICC challenge was. That's of 2020, correct? Like yes. two months ago. Yeah. yeah. Where? How, how did you finish that race? I came in first. <laughs> First, first mountain bike race, first place. Now, what what bike? So I was gonna uh, Clinton mowed my lawn. I was asking now, what what bike are you currently riding? Like, what's your what's your mountain bike? I have a Trek Top Fuel Nine Eight with awesome the updated shifting. Upgrade. What did you do? Did, did you do Di Two? I can't remember. Or not Di Two? Uh, Axs. Yes. Yep. Ooh, that's right. Fancy. Is there anything, so, so you've been riding bikes for a long time, riding, you have more miles, you have more miles this year than I have in my entire life, and I've been riding mountain bikes for going on like 16 years now. Um, so is there any, have you developed a preference yet, like on your mountain bike, so besides being a uh, top fuel, so a top fuel is a 120 millimeter, 110 millimeter kind of uh, cross country trail bike. Uh, is there anything, anything special that you have it set up besides just the a- AXS upgrade? Nope. <laughs> no, just stock. Just yeah. even the saddle. You even run in the stock saddle yeah. on that bad boy. Of course. It's good to bond um, trigger saddle. Of course it's it, awesome. I mean, if you ride that much, you got to be like iron hide kind of deal. <laughs> like, nothing could phase you. Could put a block of wood right. on it. Be fine. Um, so tell us, man. tell us, Lauren, all the reasons why mountain biking is so much better than road and gravel. <laughs> oh, it's just such an adventure every time. I love being out in the woods and just, it's so awesome. I don't even know. <laughs> I love the fact that I said that and you didn't even argue. You just went into it. Like, I was oh, being no. sarcastic. You're like, I oh, love- I'll hear it. Here's why. Because <laughs> it's so true. Uh, that's, it, that's it, though, for me, too. Like, I like... It's like going on a hike, but with a faster pace and a bigger purpose. And like, I, I love just being in the woods, like being outside, being in the woods. It is so much better than not being in the woods. Fact. Yeah. So have you done some other races this year besides ICC, yes. which is around close? It's in the St. Louis area. Yeah. Um, so yeah. how many, how many races total have you done then? Four. Four. 
how many? Okay, is that including the latest, the, the latest one that you, the last one that you did? Yes. So three up until that one. How many of those of those three races? How many of how many of those did you stand on the podium? All of them. <laughs> not bad for rookie season, huh? No. Not really. <laughs> so clearly, you like mountain biking more than I even knew. So, at what point? At what point do you start describing yourself as like, well, I, I do the road and the gravel to train for the mountain biking because like that's the what are some of your mountain biking goals, I guess, going uh, forward? Well, since I didn't finish the BT Epic this year, mm-hmm. my goal is to start in the pro class for next year. So let's what talk about the BT Epic. I want to talk about the BT Epic because it, I, if I was a betting man, I'd have lost a lot of money this year. Because <laughs> I saw Lauren Pointer on the podium at the BT Epic. So what what did happen at the BT Epic this year? Oh, just a, a lot of mistakes really early. Uh, got way too far back in the start and just behind a bunch of people that apparently didn't know how to ride up hills, which was kind of shocking. <laughs> and then crashed twice. And after the second crash, I kind of sat there and just pouted for a bit because I was I was hurting pretty bad. And I decided like emotionally or physically both. (laughs) (laughs) Both. It was it was a pretty hard crash. It was my back tire went out from under me on a turn, and I just hit everything. My knee was gushing blood, and I just you you left a lot on the trail. Those those pictures were pretty gnarly. And I I didn't want to quit, but I had a gravel race the next weekend, and I figured. Better not risk crashing another 10 times and uh, being out for that. That's gutting, though, because I know you you had to go into that race, I mean, with high expectations of yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. I was very mad the rest of the day. <clears throat> 55 miles is a piece of cake. I mean, no, so no problem there. So we talked about it a little bit, Lauren, but like what happened with the crashes? I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it, 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 it's not technicality of the trail. Was it, was it just, what, what, do, what do you think happened? Just poor mistakes, I guess. Just not paying close enough attention. Cause I mean, I've ridden the Berryman a couple of times and the first, first crash, I went over the handlebars on a place that I've never had issues riding. And then the second crash that it was really, really dry so it was, the dirt was just really loose and, you know, just slid out from under going too fast on a turn. So, so obviously your fitness is top notch. Are you working like skill wise? What, you know, have there been any difficulties adjusting the mountain or is it just like, ah, bike's a bike and, you know, I can ride anything or are there certain skills that you do you feel like you have like specific weak spots or strengths oh. that to work on? Oh yeah, going downhill and cornering on a mountain bike is terrifying to me. I'll go down loose gravel at 40 miles an hour, no problem. But on that skinny little trail in the dirt, it's just it gets me. <laughs> yeah, trees too. Yeah, and I know. I mean, a lot of that will come just. You just keep riding it, and you, your comfort level just grows over time. I you just spend if, some more time with us at the pump track. That'll work on your cornering. 
You let me know. I, I like uh, so you've been to the pump track now. What did you think of the pump track? Uh, it was awesome. I was terrified the first couple times around following your little four-year-old who was kicking my butt. <laughs> <laughs> but after those couple of laps, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, have you worked? Like, have you ever been out on rides with with anybody yet? Where, like, you're actually working like like a skill practice ride, not necessarily just trying to get in the miles. Like have you done any of that kind of stuff? I mean, anytime I ride, I try to ride with somebody who's faster than me and more skilled, so that I can see how they're following, how they're choosing their lines, and helps me. Uh, that's why we haven't ridden together yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or because you're never free when I ask you. Yeah, 30 minutes ahead of time. That's right. Well, the way I see it, I mean, you've gone from road to gravel to cross country. There's only one next logical step. Dear. And that's enduro has got to be next, right? <laughs> of course, you're going to have to get comfortable going down the hill because that's. Yeah. That is the race. The race <laughs> is downhill. Um, zero out of ten do not recommend uh, going straight to Shepherd Mountain when it opens um, <laughs> until you're pretty comfortable. Or yes, we can. Oh, we can do that. Well, the you green can do that. Oh, there should be fine in the blue too. I Ass, bet. Though. Yeah, you'll get. You could. You could get down the blue for sure. Um, but if you find yourself with a little bit of fear on some of the descents out on the Ozark trail or around St. Louis. Uh, no. Um, but what I'm saying is, you know, you, with your fitness being so good, it just seems like this is the next logical step in the progression. Like we're just drifting farther and farther away from, to me road is, you know, it's the pure pedaling on the spectrum and now you're in cross country. So you're, you know, we've got to combine a little bit of technical skill with all that fitness. Just saying, it seems like it's the it's the next step. I'm not going to rule it out. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> you know what, though? Here's, here's what I've noticed about you, Lauren, and I imagine this is all we need. I imagine all Lauren needs to do in Enduro is an invite. <laughs> <laughs> here's, the, here's, here's the race date you want to run, and I, I, I guarantee you we, we would get a yes. You in for Greensfelder? I'm not. <laughs> hey, there's one at Greensfelder in uh, December. Oh. You know, trails you've probably I... ridden. I've never ridden that trail. Yeah, December 5th. I've never I ridden it. Either, well, I've ridden it once, actually. I went once. So, so it was with you, Kyle. No, maybe not. Not Greensfelder. Yeah, we, we, we've done Chubb a bunch. Um, so what? It, so that kind of brings up one of my questions I had. Um, what is your favorite trail currently, St. Louis or Columbia? Uh, probably Binder in Jeff City. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. It's been it's been so long since I've ridden there. I, like I the last time I rode there, I was on a 26 inch hardtail before dropper posts existed with a 60 millimeter front fork. So I have no idea what that trail is like now. <laughs> I have the QOM of the entire. Thing. Do you really? What is a shocker! <laughs> what a shocker! You stay away from Berryman. You stay away. Awesome. <laughs> I don't actually have any KOMs that that matter, like the the real ones, like the uphill. I have a few downhill segment ones that, like, I'm probably the only person in history that's gone 
and like figured out where they are ahead of time. And then like, okay, today I'm going all out from here to here. <laughs> I'm lame that way. But you what know, now that I know you can uh, get put on a team because of your Strava time. So tell us, you know, I want to give you a chance to talk about uh, if you have sponsors or people who support you, if you want to give them a shout before we move into the next thing. Yeah. I mean, Big Tree has, I've been on that team for about four years now. Love it. Just joined a uh, momentum. Finally, uh, they asked me to join actually back when I was 15 and I was like, no, I'm a runner, not a cyclist. Really? Yeah. All right. So I, obviously I, so I worked for momentum from with momentum for like 13 years. How did you end up on the momentum team living in Columbia and stuff like that? Like how did it come from, you know, living in Columbia, riding, doing a bunch of riding to racing for momentum? Mr. Jeremy Powers. Really? He saw yeah. he, he 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 found you. We're good friends, and he was like, "You should just do it for the discount, really." But it's been <laughs> fun to get meet all the new people, and that's how we got Clinton. Loving it. That's actually probably the reason I mainly got into mountain biking. So. Okay. Well, yeah. it almost sounds like I remember I listened to an interview with um, Kate Courtney. You know the reigning well because this season didn't really count so i'm gonna say she's the reigning world cup overall champion but she in high school was a cross-country runner and someone talked her into trying out like a nika race in california she's like i did my first mountain bike race and i got off the bike and i was like i'm never running again (laughs) (laughs) i have not ran in years i uh, my I'm actually sister, thinking about getting into, getting back I, into running this year for some reason. My sister but, was a runner. You yeah. you'll do it about two times and then you'll be over it. My sister was a runner as well. She's couple she's five years older than me, but I talked her into getting a mountain bike a couple years ago. She got one for Christmas, and she wasn't really running at this point in life anyway. But she she got on the mountain bike. She's just like, this is awesome. You you can you can suffer. She likes to suffer. She likes to feel like she's doing something. So every time we ride, she ends up she tries to climb hills in like the wrong gear. She thinks she can just stand up and just mash it out and it never works. But that that's uh, my problem. It's like I've been telling you, you can hurt as much as you want to hurt. You just but you can have a lot more fun doing it. Oh yeah. Um Well, I'm I'm glad you're on you know, on with the momentum people. But uh, I want to, I want to give, I'll go first so you can have a few minutes to think about it. But I was in my car today at Arby's uh, getting my training plan food. And <laughs> I had this thought about, I was thinking about the podcast tonight and I was like, I want to do like something a little more fun, like, like goofy to add on. And I was thinking about, uh, I had sent Kyle and Ryan this article from Enduro Mountain Bike Magazine where they tested either the actual Enduro race bike or a replica of the race bike of Enduro Pros. And I was looking, you know, like the widest set of handlebars in the test was like 765 because like the pros don't run them 780 or whatever. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, you know, if, if – if this is good enough for them, it's good enough for me. And then I was like, this is it lies. So the segment I want to do now is we can either say lies and or dumb things we tell ourselves about mountain biking, whether it's our ability on a mountain bike or the mountain bike we have. 
And so like my dumb lie that my first one is was whenever I say something like, well, if it if it works for Richie Rude, it'll work for me. <laughs> now, in my head, that makes sense. Like I said, with like handlebars. So for years, the trends, the bars have gotten wider and wider and wider. And I'm like, nope, 750, please. And uh, I would say stupid things like, well, Richie Rude won two EWS championships running 740s. So, you know, if it works for them, obviously it'll work for me. <laughs> and then I realized how dumb that sounds. <laughs> as if, as if like, there's any comparable level. Or uh, maybe like, you know, well, th- their bike only has 150 millimeters travel. Nobody else needs any more. You know, that's obviously the best. Um, yeah, but guys like Richie Root are like six foot tall, 220 and bench 400. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Hence, hence the dumb thing I tell myself. Um, Kyle, do you, I have even more, but you know I want to I want to give you guys a chance. Kyle, do you have like dumb things I tell myself? Uh so, so obviously my, I guess this will I'll explain it and then I'll explain where it comes from. I guess so my thing I can think of is that weight is so important, and I <laughs> have a scale at my house. And I weigh every bike I build and I talk about it every time I talk about my bike. It's like my pride and joy of getting like this bike to be as light as possible. And that comes from because when I was first getting into mountain biking, full suspension bikes, like I think they existed, but not really. You know what I mean? Like pros were riding hardtails and they had full suspension bikes, but like they weren't really a thing. At least there wasn't, at least it didn't exist in the world of a 20 year old college student that couldn't afford them. Like, so I wanted to have lightweight bikes. And so I got into my first mountain bike was like the lightest I ever got. It was 24 and a half pounds, which is for all intents and purposes, that's a light bike. It's still, it, that's still like holds up as a light bike. But since then building my BMX bike, building my dirt jump bikes, my slope style bikes, I've got a carbon saddle on my slope style bike that only gets ridden at the pump track for God's sakes. So like <laughs> I refuse to run a real tire on my enduro trail sl- like play bike. I-, I ride a remedy. So it's like a big park trail bike. It doesn't need to have a 690 gram cross country tire on it, but I ran 690 gram cross country tires on it with carbon wheels forever because I refused to accept like a thousand gram tire was what I needed. And I finally started flattening a bunch of Maxxis tires. Clinton yelled at me a bunch and got tired of changing flats with me during race day. And so I finally stepped up to a real tire and it's been awesome ever since. But I still tell myself that no matter what I do with my bike, it's got to be as light as possible. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. It's terrible. Lauren, have you, have you, do you see kind of where we're going with this? Have you thought, do you have any, you think you tell yourself? Thing I usually tell myself is that I'm never going to do something and then I end up doing it every time, every (laughs) single time. Oh, how terrible, how terrible that must be. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a new one that I hadn't even thought of until today talking to you because now I'm going to say things like Lauren eats donuts before her rides <laughs> almost at, almost every morning ride includes a donut and then i'll just be like see donuts they're good for mountain bikers that, so that was actually that was actually one of my questions i that was actually one of my questions i had planned for later in the podcast but i'll ask it now so what is your mileage per donut do you think like have you done the math yet i mean like are you 10 miles per donut you think oh uh, i don't know probably 
maybe in the morning at least. <laughs> Are you three three donuts after a ride? You think? Uh, we I usually get two. Okay, so you you might be. Okay, so you might be Both twenty miles average. per. Minute. Yeah. So I'm gonna ignore that part and just focus on the donut part. <laughs> I love donuts. Donuts. Are I'm hard. sad. For some reason, Casey's General Store, because I live down in Potosi, you know, smaller town. Uh, I don't have as many donut options probably as you guys do. Um, generally, the best option is to go to a Casey's gas station. Uh, they got rid of the the just the plain cake donut with white icing. I don't know why. I even tweeted at them in all caps. Very angry. <laughs> Where are the cake donuts? They say they're coming back. I don't know. I'm pretty depressed about it. So there's another lie I tell myself. Um, I had two donuts today. Actually, Today was donut day for the first time in a while. Yeah. I was telling myself some lies last night at the pump track. Uh, like a couple you guys. Keep up with Kyle? Yeah. Uh, not keep up. Uh, I can do that transfer. I could do that transfer. <laughs> uh, I just need to see just need to see Kyle and Jason Hussey and Alan Barber do it. And, you know, it doesn't look that hard. I can do that transfer. And then I come around, I pump, I'm going fast. I probably was going fast enough, but it, there's this, at the pump track, I mean, you know how it is, where I was going to, the roller I was going to roll and down in the transition and then jump from the next one to the next one, that transition in between, going at the speed to make, like, it comes up on you so fast. I was just like, I, I went at it full speed one time and didn't really pull. I just kind of soaked it up. And I was I was like, nope, it's not going to happen. Like, maybe someday. Lies I tell myself, uh, I can do anything they can do. <laughs> you know, that's that was a pretty that was a pretty obvious one last night. Um, I really believe I really tried it yet either. Put me on a lie detector machine. I really believed I was going to do that jump. I <laughs> believed it with all my heart. And then I actually sort of attempted it. And I was just like, not tonight. Nope, not going to happen. So, all right. So, there's an, can, I, can I shift topics just a hair? Yeah, you can. I don't care. So, I have uh, some lies you tell yourself later, though, Kyle. I'm gonna do oh, man, I can't. You on your behalf. <laughs> oh my gosh. Should we get those over with first? For Kyle one? Uh, yeah. Just, let's just roll through need, these. Let's, here's let's, here's let's, Kyle's biggest one of all. I need every bike I have. <laughs> all 16 of them. Oh, all these weird. bikes are necessary <laughs> and important and serve a different purpose. I've heard this <laughs> so many times. So I need. Two full suspension slope bikes. I need three hardtail dirt jump bikes. I need the stash. I need the remedy. I need the road bike. That was the biggest lie of all. Uh, <laughs> damn road bikes only got like a hundred miles on it this year. It's so sad. Let's ride it. <laughs> oh, I might have to pull a buddy trailer at this point, but I'll do it. Let me know. <laughs> no, that that's all right. So I could probably. Talking to my personal bikes, I could probably whittle it down to five and be mega satisfied. One hardtail, one hardtail dirt jump bike. It would be my, it'd be my, my ticket race bike. One slope style bike. It'd be my Captain America R dog bike, 
And really, that's not even for riding. That's just for Uh, show. Oh, it's such a cool bike. So one, my remedy, that's my main trail bike, my road bike, because I do actually ride it. I do enjoy having it. I I like having the option of it. And then my stash single speed, I I could never give up my single speed stash. That bike is so much fun. And it is the best bike I could imagine for doing uh, Mac rides with the kids. All right. Lauren, any more lies you tell yourself? Oh, I'm, sure bike there, rider. I'm sure there are plenty I do, but none that I can think of off the top of my head. All right, Kyle, you I think you're about to switch subjects to something. Just a little bit. So we were kind of talking about it. And it, so mountain biking is so different than road cycling and gravel riding in that there is real fear associated with technical obstacles in mountain biking. Whereas like, I'm afraid of getting hit by a car, you know, road riding, but it's not like a thing I can really control that much. Like you can, but like I have Clinton knows what my fear is in mountain biking. We, we go ride bike parks and we go ride new stuff. Clinton can Clinton. What's, what's the thing that, that bothers me the most every time we ride somewhere, no matter what drops, New drops, big new drops scare me to death. And I, I'm getting, I am so much stronger now than what I was a two years ago at drops. And we're just blindly hawking stuff and I'm, and I'm getting better at it. Clinton has a hard time with BMX doubles, like big, steep, really steep, really, really, really. There's a certain steepness point where I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I'm afraid of indoing specifically. It's so funny, too, because I've watched Clinton hit 70-foot moto jumps on a motorcycle. My four-year-old reminds me every single day how much better Clinton is at jumping his motorcycle than I am jumping mine. But we would go we, – we've been places where, like, I hit a jump. It didn't even cross my mind. Just no look, blind, drop in, hit it, and Clinton would sit there and stare at it for minutes. And I would do the same thing with drops. So my question to you, Lauren, is what is your kryptonite right now with mountain biking that like when you get to a, a feature or a trail section, like what's the thing that like makes you double guess your riding and like it makes you think about it? Just like really chunky rock sections or root sections that you have to like climb up. I'm just really bad at finding the lines to go up them. Is that scarier for you? Like, is it more mental capacitive, like climbing than descending those? Yeah, it is for me. I can understand okay. that. Yeah. I can relate. I've crashed more going uphill on a mountain bike than I have downhill. Like falling yeah. my I'm I'm more scared of like tight switchbacks you, going uphill than just about that. anything. I think Kyle's uh internet is kind of <laughs> goofing up on us. He's like freezing then it's catching up. <laughs> okay, you're good now, Kyle. I think you're good now. You're okay. smooth. You're smoothed out. Yeah. So the, the, the difference is like, I'm with you climbing. Uh, so like that's super. So my friend Hogan out in Kansas city recently, or a couple of years ago, posted up this really chunky climb he did out in Kansas city. And it just blew my mind. But the price for penalty on falling on a climb is so much better than wadding up down a hill at race pace over the same train. Nah. Ah, I'm kind nah. of with it. I'm with, I, I mean, I guess you smack a tree. Then I do from crashing at high speed. Now, are you, are you clipping in on the mountain bike? I would assume you are. Oh yeah. What, what kind of clips are we running? Uh, just regular SPDs. Uh, well, 
I'm I'm just not all right. I'm gonna have to put in a plug. You you might want to try out some Crank Brothers. I guess for you it'd be like the candy, because I ran SPDs for a little while and I had some terrible falls when I lived in Texas of like just couldn't get unclipped and just like fell over off a bridge into a huge hole. That that kind of stuff it happened often, and I switched to uh, Crank Brothers mallet E pedals, but it's the same. The egg beater mechanism's the same in all their pedals. It's just how big, how much platform is around it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had, I, I've had literally one fall because of that, because I didn't get unclipped since. And even that was like a very like dumb, men, like huge mental mistake, just stupid thing. It wasn't like, oh, I can't, I'm trying, I'm trying. It was just dumb. Um, but for some reason, whatever reason, for I can just get in and out of those without having to think about the technique or whatever. It just, it just happens. So yeah, maybe borrow some, somebody's going to have some, you can borrow. I'm sure. Give it a try. Where's Kyle going? He's currently carrying himself around his house. I had to relocate to uh, the outlet in which my phone is plugged in. I'm down to like 4% right now. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> well, I would not have guessed that your kryptonite right now would be anything to do with climbing, but right? I can no, relate. I understand the feeling. <laughs> like, it's either that or just downhill descents, switchbacks. They get me too. Yeah, but like, okay. but you feel pretty comfortable carrying high speeds over chunky rocky train and stuff, though. Oh yeah. That's awesome. All right. That's that's most people's biggest fear. I mean, like, you know, that's mine. I mean, aside from drops, like when it comes to race stuff, uh, like riding Shepard at race pace is terrifying to me. I mean, like that that that, that trail is going to eat people up. Oh, it already has. Uh, just the people who've been down there, which we are kind of putting the kibosh on that for the winter a little bit. But it's claimed a couple frames, um, lots of tires already. Yeah, there's probably only been 25 people on the trail. Yeah, it's uh, the problem is right now what's built there is it's literally the hardest trail that's going to be there for a long time. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely there's some features that have been claimed have claimed some people. Uh, we're gonna we gotta we gotta put a little halt on how much we're riding down there. But okay, Lauren, to wrap this up, so if we were to do a podcast with you in a year in a year what what are some of the things you would you'd say you would want us to be able to say like you accomplished in 2021 because i i feel like you're the only one person we really know that's in a position to like set these goals and seems to like have the the ambition and the means and the time and the will to like accomplish them (laughs) yeah well Hopefully races don't get canceled like they have this year. So I'd like to hopefully do the DKXL, which is 340 miles. Oh my goodness. Just a whole lot more mountain biking. And like I said, starting, starting the pro line at the BT Epic. Well, next time we go on a group group ride, uh, you know, I know you're in Columbia. If you're around St. Louis, we'll, we'll let you know because Honestly, you'll be waiting for us way more than we'll be waiting for you. Because uh, usually everywhere you go, you have to climb first. So yeah. if you don't mind waiting 
10, 15 minutes at the top <laughs> for the rest of us to catch up. We'll be more than, you know, maybe we can work, we can work on those downhill uh, technique or whatever. For sure. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on though. Um, it's been great. I, I had no idea what to expect. Um, you know, Kyle's like, we can get this gravel rider on there, but don't worry. She's racing some cross country. I'm like, if you say so, you know, <laughs> but it's been great. Uh, hashtag donut life. Yeah. Um, those of you listening, we're, um, I think we're going to get uh, next Wednesday, we're going to get Dave Elkin from Big Mountain Enduro on here uh, to talk about all kinds of that kind of stuff. Um, if you have topics you want us to cover, you can always shoot us an email at okstmtb at gmail.com or just leave a comment on our Facebook page. Um, and that's, you know, that's how we ended up doing the Brian Rogavine, Rog- Rogavine podcast a couple weeks Rogavine. ago. Which has by far and away been our most popular, most listened to episode ever. Um, he brought in a lot of people. So maybe this one will bring us in a whole new crowd. Um, I'm sure there are some Lauren Pointer fans out there. We'll have to we'll have to get her to, when we get it published, we'll have to have you share this on that, that Instagram page. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I really right. appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, that's it for, for this podcast. See you, everybody.